pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> That's Tammy's got shoe troubles. Jimmy King goes, what you going to do? Boob him to death. It's like, you're going to wrestle. You can't even wrestle your BP out of your band. <laughs> like 5,000 guys just dropped Dong right there at the Kemper Arena. <laughs> they show more Ralph ass than they do Tammy ass. Shit was already falling out of the fucking bottom of the sack already. Like, you Yeah, can't... man, if you want to get rock hard in your drawers, you put that song on. You go to war with a boner when that song's playing. He is my guy, and you're the, you're the one sleeping with him. Fuck it! What are you doing to me? Slap your favorite guy's ass or whatever it is, but I've seen it. There's not much to say. Go change, you piece of shit! But I'm scared. Gene. Gene, I'm scared. I love dick jokes! But, no, what the fuck are you doing?! I go, we got the demon! He's a piece of shit! You piece of shit, come on, this is the best part! Oh fuck, that piece of shit's coming! Five minutes later! It's really treated like a dildo in real life, because it's a piece of shit on each other. Daddy! You're talking about things I love, like Narch Blouse is my one move. Dildo! It's a dildo! Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast presents... Year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bang. Kevin Rogue. And he is Kevin Rogue, my esteemed colleague. Steamy colleague, huh? You feeling a little steamy over there? Uh, maybe get a little steamy. After watching this shit, I'm kind of maybe even fuming. Oh, yeah? You got you got smoke coming out your ass this time? <laughs> got smoke coming out my ass. Got it coming out my dick. Coming out my ear. Don't you see it, man? You're looking right at me. I'm smoking over here. Smoking. Smoking. Well... I mean, I got to believe the reason for that is that we're covering today the eighth and final Slamboree. This is Slamboree 2000. And this son of a bitch took place May 7th, 2000, from the Kemper Arena in Kansas City. And, man, things have kind of been kind of been uh, going off the rails on the crazy train there in WCW lately. It's a shit show, man. Everything about it is off the There's no rails. They're so far off the rails, you can't even see the rails. They're in a community that doesn't even know what a fucking train is. Right. Right. So if you recall our last show, Spring Stampede took place right after the reboot when uh, Eric Bischoff and uh, Vince Russo famously rounded up all the pieces of shit in the back. and All you pieces of shit, get out to the ring right now. Give me your belts. Drop your pants. And I guess sometime between uh, that last show and this show, actor David Arquette showed up, decided to get himself involved, and he is our reigning defending world champion coming into this thing. Uh, no, he gave it up, remember? Well, then Bischoff said, 
Well, you think you're commissioner? Okay. You got to go, go out there and defend the thing. See, I thought, I'd, I guess my understanding was that he just put it up. I'm pretty sure, like, if you're the champion and you, you're not up to the task, you can relinquish it. I thought that was, I think those were his exact words, that he was going to relinquish. But Bish wouldn't let him. Gotcha. I mean, so he had, Bish, to, he had to continue to relinquish. I mean, first of all, like, I don't, I don't think he got the authority to make a guy defend a title if he wants to give it up, right? Right. Yeah, no, you can quit at any time. That's playing some serious mind games, I think. Right. By the bishy. So this thing gets the show starts off on kind of a weird, uh, weird little flashback to the previous week's thunder, in which all the contests were contested under Russo's New York rules. You you do a dive into the them New York rules. I did a little bit of a dive into the New York rules, and I can tell you this: I I even watched some of the episode. It's horrible. So it's very no, bad. No rules, no refs. I guess you you count your pins, right? But there was like there was some that ended in in disqualification. Like it, it was it was so it was so just absolutely like fucked. Like I I can applaud them for trying something right different. But then just make it like your first hour, right, or your second hour, right? Build it into the second hour. Starting the second hour of Thunder, it's New York rules. And then people be like, hey, they're doing a weird th- fucking thing in the second hour of Thunder tonight. Maybe we should tune in. Tune in. But I don't I don't know what the ratings were for that show. I can't believe they were good. Like, if you're going to try something like that, do it in the second hour. Or build it on Thunder and do it in the first hour. All the first, you know, the first hour, all the New York rules. And everybody tunes in to see what the fuck New York rules is. And then when they tune in, then they're disappointed. But... At least you got him to tune in. So the New York Rules Night of Thunder ends with a. We got another. We got. We had a standoff between the uh, millionaires and the the new blood. And Ric Flair declares, "There's eleven of you. There's eleven of us. We're gonna have a battle royal to determine who's the world or who who gets world title shot at Bash at the Beach." Now, we're not covering Bash at the Beach. We're covering Slambury. Right. So it's so, one of those future yeah. obligations. <laughs> they gave us a, uh, a go-home episode like a month in advance here. <laughs> That's pretty nice of them. At least now we know what to expect. And and get this. So Flair wins. You think he gets a world title shot at Great American Bash? I'm, I'm going to guess no. He does not. <laughs> I think he faces his son David actually at the back. And David wasn't the champion at that point. Uh um, but put the strap on. I wouldn't have put it past him. Neither would I. Kind of kind of an anything goes at this point. So I believe a week prior on Thunder, like all the actions happening on Thunder these days. It's your show. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of strange too because obviously Nitro's like the A show. But they moved Thunder. I think Thunder at this point was on Wednesdays. So Thunder moved from Thursdays to Wednesdays, obviously knowing that they couldn't compete with SmackDown, I'm guessing, and maybe hoping to draw some of that audience back. It mm-hmm. clearly doesn't work, but they're try- They're at least trying to 
I think the concept, at least, is is if we can get some of them back, we move the show to Wednesdays, we can get some of them back, maybe we can hook them enough to get them to check out some more Nitro. You know what I mean? But I think once once fans kind of go, I'm fucking over you, I, I don't know that many of them go back. I, I, I really, like, I, I, I was one of them. I very, like, loosely paid attention to WCW at this point. Very loosely. So, same here. They, they are trying. They're mm-hmm. trying whatever whatever they can here. You know, I mean, there's no other explanation for making uh, David Arquette the world champion. You know, but that that also famously backfired. This is uh, considered one of the low points in professional wrestling history we're covering here. And you know, obviously, we'll, we'll get we'll get into the the event here real quick. But do you actually think so? I did a little dive on David Arquette. He did not want to be the champion. He pretty much refused it. They talked him into it. He was very respectful. He loves wrestling. He's a pro wrestling fan. Not one person that dealt with him during this time that I could see had anything bad to say about him. He donated all the money he made from, from his WCW run. He donated it all to... Uh, the families of deceased wrestlers, like all good things. Like it got, it did get people talking about WCW again, but what it also did was made the fans like shit on it that much more. But I mean, looking back at it, you know, 20 some odd years later, was it that bad of a, was it that bad of a move or was it just executed poorly? Cause I, I think I'm more on the fe- like the side of the execution was the problem, not what was done. He had clearly no business being the world champion, which was which is you know basically where the where this uh, you know disdain for the whole move comes in. Um, but I mean, it is like it is, and anything goes. Uh, anything can happen here in WCW, right? But I mean, also at the same time, you know, Vince became the world champion in the federation. A little yeah, different, I, obviously. I think I think if they would have if I think if they would have saddled him with the strap a little bit differently than the way they did, like they did it in a strange finish on an episode of Thunder. Yeah, it was a so it was a he, tag he, team match. Winner right. gets the world title. I mean, whoever makes the pinfall gets the world title, and Bischoff was in it. You know, so I, he was teaming with Diamond Dallas Page, who technically lost the world title that night. Yeah. Because Arquette, yeah, the execution was was poor, right. um, and we should spend a minute or two talking about this because the time has come. Ready to rumble? That's the yeah. whole re- whole reason why he's here. <laughs> yes. um, kind of a bit of a bit of a cult classic. This is a WCW produced film, which I that's the only reason I can come up with as far as like why Arquette was obliged to go through with this, right? Um, because I, I heard the same thing that he was kind of, uh, you know, he realized he didn't deserve to be the champion, you know, even said so on TV. Right. Um, so you want to give us a, just a real quick synopsis of what the ready to rumble is about here and how we got here. Oh yeah. I love ready to rumble. 
it is it is one of those movies I think I can still watch just over and over again, and it, it makes me laugh. Uh, the setup, essentially, Jimmy King is almost like a Hulk Hogan-esque type character, uh, kind of getting towards the end of his run, and they're trying to kind of push him out and move him along. He meets two super fans. Two super fans light that fire underneath him again, and he wants to you know, win back his, his title, get the money. He wants uh, to win back his wife, but he's kind of a boy. He's kind of like a bumbling, like low life type of a character outside of the ring. So it, it it's very it's a very funny movie. Like the 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 one liners in it are outstanding. Sid, not much of an actor. All right. Perry Saturn, not much of an actor. Uh, I guess Chris Canyon was heavily involved in all of the wrestling sequences in the match. Uh, I think he also was like the stunt double for uh, Oliver Platt. He, it was, I don't know. It's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. It's not going to get your, you know, it's not gone with the wind or even gone in 60 seconds for that matter, but it's a fun, like it's a fun <laughs> movie and, and I really enjoy it. The, the one liners and it makes me laugh all the, all the time. I mean, it, it it's uh yeah, it, it's fantastic that, the dad character where he's like, you're going to wrestle. You can't even wrestle your PP out of your pants to take a leak. <laughs> There's just so many lines. And they got the one when they're doing the wrestling auditions and the one gal takes off her, takes off her, uh, her dress. And Jimmy King goes, what you going to do? Boob him to death. <laughs> like there's just, there is a lot of really funny, fun lines in the, in the movie. You can't forget about uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage's appearance. Oh, in the in the gas or, station. Is he is he in this one? Yeah, Savage is in the. It's one of the opening scenes in the gas station. Right. Him right. and Gorgeous George. Yeah. And I almost forgot to mention on the Russo Rules Battle Royal that they show at the beginning of this deal from Thunder. Mm-hmm. The highlight has to be Savage just appearing out of nowhere and double axing everybody. Right. He gave about ten guys the double axe. I think that Battle Royal was also Bret Hart's last appearance in WCW as well. I believe. What a clusterfuck that thing was. It's a fucking mess, man. Ready to Rumble is a better movie than that was an episode of Thunder. <laughs> so they're trying to they're doing like a you know a cross promotion type of thing here. Um. I heard that pay-per-view buys and, you know, ticket sales pretty much died, you know, once Arquette got involved in the, in the, in the deal here. And, and again, you're, you're right not to blame the guy. It's not right. his fault. Shit know. was already falling out of the fucking bottom of the sack already. Like you can't, I, I think that it's easy to make David Arquette a scapegoat for this. Like, I think it's just easy and I think it's lazy. The shit was already falling apart. The crowds already weren't there. The pay-per-view buys already weren't there. The ratings already weren't there. Your fans left you because you gave them a shitty product. Enter David Arquette, and now there's a scapegoat for the situation, which I I don't agree with at all. The product already sucked. Right. And I I did a little bit of a deep dive. We'll get going with this show eventually, I promise. Um, so from last year, right, your Slambury 99, I believe the you know the amount of pay per view buys was like it was like four hundred thousand something like that, which is good. Yeah, for this one it was sixty five thousand. 
Right. So just completely, the business had already tanked at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're trying, you know. There, There is some entertainment on this show. I'll say that. Um, your guy, Rusi, he makes his presence known. Rusi is um, your lover. I like how you keep on telling him he's, he is my guy and, and you're, the, you're the one sleeping with him. So as we, I mean, that's that's between me and Rusi. Good point. Um, so as we get into this show here, I got to I gotta mention the, so the first thing we get really is the, the Millionaire's Club getting out of their bus yeah. and the new blood in the back watching what's like the smallest TV. <laughs> it's a monitor, man. It's not a TV. It's a monitor, wasn't it? Well, sure. But I was just taken aback by how small the damn thing was. Yeah, they are huddled around that little mini. <laughs> and you got Mike Awesome doing like curls without weights. Yeah. You you see that job? <laughs> you got Vamp in the corner being fucking sad and <laughs> weird and strange. Is that strange? Is that what is weirder to you? Vamp in the corner acted all strange, or Mike Awesome with <laughs> phantom fucking reps going on? Oh man, I give it to Vamp. I I appreciated Awesome's weightless curls, but Vamp Vamp is a, is a fucking weirdo. And I mean, I suppose he's getting that point across. Good for him. There's been a lot of like switching from good guys to bad guys here without really much explanation because Vamp has been a good guy, yeah, for for most of this uh, run so far. He's going to take on the Stinger tonight. Stinger, he, Stinger. He's he's a bad guy. Uh, we're going to get Douglas and Flair. Flair, he uh, he wants to get five minutes with Rusi and his bat. <laughs> Making you jealous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DDP and Double J with David Arquette. In that, if if Ready to Rumble did give us one thing, it's this triple cage. It's a spectacle. I like that they're. I like that they didn't throw away the triple cage after using it in the film. They're they're putting it to use, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not the same triple cage. Are you sure about that? I'm. I mean, I'm willing to bet you. Man, you're ruining the ruining the uh, mystique here. Sorry, it's the same fucking gauge, man. It's crazy. I was actually going to look into that, like see how it compares. Right, but I I didn't get around to it. I haven't seen Ready to Rumble in a while. Might be might be time. I've probably watched it within the last year. We're also going to get Kidman continuing his blood feud with the Hulkster to open this thing up. We got Hard Knocks, Chris Candido taking on our old buddy, Taff Cappy. Yes. Yes. Taff. So, all right. We know that the cruiserweight division is not what it once was. And they're not putting out these you know, crazy classic matches that they did. And, and that's because they were classic matches, right? At the same time, this match... Not bad. Did not did not mind at all. I tell you what I didn't like. I didn't like Tammy. That's Tammy. I didn't like Tammy coming out and saying, uh, "What is it? It's the show me state, and she's going to show hers, and then everybody else is going to owe her one." 
and then she's just wearing a regular, like she's just wearing a regular dress, and that's funny. like you can't tease that shit to a crowd full of. I mean, I'm guessing it's probably at least seventy percent male. You can't tease that shit to all those guys. But I thought it would be funnier if she did get to that point. You know what I mean? If she flashed some hoot. And then all the guys were like, well, I don't want to pay you back later. And you saw <laughs> like 5,000 guys just drop dong right there at the Kemper Arena. <laughs> that would have been turn a spectacle. That, turn that motherfucker into a snow globe, right? <laughs> <laughs> we should mention there's a little little over 5,000 fans. There's about, uh, about 7,000, which, again, is under half full. Uh, but yeah, I gotta believe about five of those seven thousand are probably dudes. Yeah, so and the, you're, probably, you're right. You're right about your figures there. They didn't do a. They didn't do a. They didn't do a bad job tricking you into believing that the audience was pretty solid. Because there's only a couple of cuts. If and you got to really be paying attention to the camera, where you see that the hard cam side is basically empty. So they did a pretty good job, like camera work and, and like tricking you into believing like it's a capacity crowd. Well, of course, you got Shivani telling us it's a capacity crowd. So of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, Tammy's bit. I mean, at the end of the day, she's wearing a lot of stuff. That's Tammy. Tammy wears a lot of stuff. She's got Uh, this big coat that she takes off to make the big reveal. Right. You know, we're hoping to see some stuff. And we get this shiny fucking dress. And you can tell that she's got another layer of stuff under there. Yeah, in the back, it looks like it's a bunch of scotch tape on her back. (laughs) Yeah, she's... I don't know, man. This this isn't the last we're going to see of Tammy for this one. Yeah. So she talks about her stuff. Paisley accompanies the artist out there. Dressed up in his uh, typical business gear. There are a few botches in this one. There are. But after an early botch, the artist hits a nice German suplex. And then he gets a 10 count with a suggestive slap at the end. A little uh, (laughs) tribute to Goldie, I think. Yeah, it's a big back, big time back body drop to the outside. That was that was incredible. That that made me go, oh boy! And Tammy screamed, and you thought that she was actually like concerned, right? I don't know if she's ever been concerned for anybody really, but it sounded like she did a good job selling that. That was a good sell job. A lot of back and forth in this thing. Uh, like you said, it w- it was a pretty good match. Uh, if you can, if you can get past like the, like the the minor misses in the match, you know, I mean, like if you can, if you can just overlook those, I think it was an entertaining match. I gotta ask you about this. So the entry ramp, yeah, love it. Little little nostalgia there with the with the elevator ramp going all the way to the mm-hmm. ring. You love it. I love it. I think that's a fantastic look. I know it, it kind of, like for the fans, I guess that part of it kind of sucks because you don't get to high five or, you know, slap your favorite guy's ass or whatever it is. But the look of it, I think is, I've always thought that having that elevated ramp to the ring is a solid look. 
It's a cool feature. They they did it in I think early nineties, like Bill Watts time at WCW. Yep. And they they brought it back. Brought it back tonight, and we like it. Good move, WCW. So I mean, there's there's nice Nards Flower Candido hits. Artist hits a really sloppy P bomb, and after that, he goes for his big finish that you like so much. It's a great finish. But Candido, he's a student of the game. He was waiting for it, and he reverses that that sucker. Gets him in the corner. Goes for a Hurricane Rana, and the artist doesn't go for it. Like, they were really botchy at this time, and I couldn't tell if this was like, I mean, I'm sure it was a work, but it was almost like they, it looked like they were intentionally not going for each other's maneuvers <laughs> at a couple right. points in yeah. this thing. Yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right. It did look like that, but I, I think that that was just part of the, you know, that's part of the match. And there was some good action, but like, I got to bring up that, that flying would have been a cool pinning combo by the artist. You know uh, what I'm talking about was almost like a sunset flip. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he, he like rolled he, him he up. Ju- he jumped, jumped over, over him. Them. Yeah. It was like a, it was almost, I guess it would be a flying schoolboy. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And he, and he missed him. Yeah. But they, they, they try, they, they did their best to, to rebound from that. We get a Samoan drop from the top by Taft Cappy. Looked good. And then Tammy. <laughs> That's Tammy's got shoe troubles. <laughs> she, she's just in this WCW run. She is just coming off like a wreck. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Uh, Gets on the apron, yeah, feigning an injury. No, she was talking uh, about her shoes, man. I think she was just complaining about her shoes. Like the ref is some type of fucking cobbler. He's going to fix her shoes. Like they didn't fit, you suppose? Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say. She kept on pointing at her shoes when she was up there. Well, she created a distraction. It's good on her, I suppose. But Paisley, she ain't going to stand for that. Takes her down by the hair. And then I got to ask you about this chair, right? Yeah. yeah. This chair sitting on our elevated ramp. Was that used at all, or was that just planted there? For what do you mean? Like, was there, was there a guy, like, sitting on the chair on the elevated ramp? Did the did the did Candido and Taft Cappy use it? I don't think they used a chair. That, that no, I'm sitting there. I'm, guessing tammy just threw it up there before she got up and started complaining about her her shoes uh so she clobbers the artist and paisley with that thing we get a two but they call for a three and mccandido's music hits. so he counted a three man that was a three the whole thing it should have been ended right there this is my like you could i can look past a lot of the botches but this part of it is the part that really really got to me you counted three right i believe the music even hit yep tammy gets in the ring just be done with it just be done with it but instead candido sends her out the ref says the match is still going candido gets up to do a headbutt and then the match is over just end the match on the fuck up just go just go with it there's no reason not to 
they stopped the they they they, they put a whole fucking weird twist on the ending by by counting the three, saying no, it wasn't three, and then Candido hits the headbutt for what for good measure. Mm-hmm. It it was it was that part of it I hated. I fucking hated it. Not as much as what happened directly thereafter. But it was, yeah, they really fucked up what could have been a pretty fantastic match. You didn't like Paisley's Nards Plow? <sighs> That's one of the things I didn't like. They strip she's... down Tammy. They strip her down, right? They strip her down. And she's wearing more clothes than I am currently. And she what runs kind... out there like she's nakes, right? What she kind, ain't nakes. What kind of a, what kind of a fucking sick? game is this this is a sick I mean, game she, she comes out teases, teases us like like we're gonna see the goods and this bimbo is wearing like three layers of shit right are we supposed to believe that she's actually butt nakes when she gets the the damn dress taken off is this like an yeah. emperor's new clothes type of thing it could be an emperor's new clothes type of thing but I in reverse <laughs> yeah and, and it, yeah it was they, and she did. She ran out like she was like like she had she needed to hide something. She was wearing more when she made or she was wearing less when she made her debut at WCW than she was when. And I mean, I don't get me wrong. All right, I, I've seen it. There's not much to see, but they don't like. It's, a, it's such a weird thing to do to tease to tease something like that and then not at least get like the shocking like oh there's like there's her ass right something right nitro girls wore more than she was wearing kim wears more than she was wearing after she gets trimmed down you mean less that's what i mean yes less thank you more or less mixed up yeah more or less i am but it's it's probably because i i had a little i had a little tammy frustration man My last note for this one is they rip off Sonny's shiny dress. It's not as hot as it sounds. <laughs> You're right. I had, uh, well, I had a similar note. I said, uh, plot a candido. Tammy's dress is off. She wears too much. <laughs> so, yeah. But you kind of like this one, though. Good opening yeah. contest. Overall, if, if, they if they could have sifted the bullshit out of the match... I th- I think it was okay. I I did not hate the match. I hated all the extra stuff. Just do one or two things, right? Two at max. One would have been perfect. One would have been perfect, right? Pretty pretty common theme. Yeah. With this uh, this era of shows that we're doing here. Well, next up we get a we get a. Compilation of Terry Funk getting destroyed. What do you got over there? I fucking hate this. You don't like the compilation of Terry Funk getting the no. Get out I of mean, them? compilation is fine. What the compilation leads into is horrible. You talking about the the match we got here for the Hardcore t- Championship? I'm talking about the Hardcore Championship match. So it's going to be defending champion Terry Funk. Taking on Screamin' Norman and a mystery man. Or it could be a gal, mystery partner. 
So this one starts out like like we started off last time with uh, Funker looking for it's kind of like the exact same setup for the beginning as right. last time. Everybody wants but, to know where he is, and, or Funk wants to know where he is, and he's that way. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's that way." Then he goes into the can, then he gets a Pearl Harbor job because Smiley was setting him up. Right, because in the in the in the bathroom there was a man in a mask. Do you do you think there was anybody, anybody, and even you watching it? Did you not know who it was? I believe the guy was actually making regular appearances at the time, too, mm-hmm. so you would know who he was. Right. Uh, most out-of-shape guy on the roster, for sure. I mean, he's a truck driver. He's not a member of the roster. That's the problem. Uh, they paid him. He's per- he's performing. Okay. Remember the, uh, remember the yeah. roster. Remember yeah. the team. Okay. All right. He's a member of the team. There are no no small roles, man. Only small actors. And this guy's so, not a small actor. He's or a small man. No, he's a he's a he's a large man. He's dressed up as a catcher, which I believe which, is what Nor- Norman went with last time. Uh, which I thought was hilarious, just because in my notes I put down Ralph is Norm's catcher. <laughs> <laughs> We so, got a hardcore melee, man. It's it's there's there's a couple of fun spots. Yeah, I mean, well, they're they're going through the backstage area. Shit's going everywhere. I kind of wondered who exactly cleans up the mess because I don't know if there's like a WCW intern or like who who actually has to go clean all that shit up. I kind of I, I don't know. I, I would like an answer to that. The Ralphus whole, maybe whole, may probably should. The whole thing was a fucking mess, and Ralphus's involvement did not enhance it at all. There were several I mean, occasions where, yeah, there were several occasions where he was just standing there. Yep, like waiting to either get an ass kick or try and dish out some punishment himself. Yeah, it was. It was, it was pretty was, awkward. It was very awkward. Very awkward. There's so many times when he was just standing there watching Funk beat the piss out of. Uh, uh, Norm, and it, it, it was just—it was silly, man. It was just really fucking weird, silly. I didn't—I didn't like. I don't think I liked anything about this. Like just going, like looking back through my notes, there wasn't anything that I was like, "Well, that was kind of cool," or that made like that. Now, now I'm on board with having Ralphus in the in the match. It wasn't fun. Like if you're gonna have him around, at least have it be fun. And it wasn't fun. There was a spot I liked when they were in the back. I was trying to figure out what the fuck they were battling on. They were playing King of the Hill on like some spools of artificial turf in the back. I thought that was all right. Uh, that part made me laugh just watching Ralphus try and figure out how he was going to get down. <laughs> well, meanwhile, the Funkers throwing chairs at. Him. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, I laughed. Um, yeah, I got Mystery Man standing by because he he holds on to his secret identity for quite a while. Mm-hmm. He finally, I got he finally pulls the trigger with some offense and just barely gives the Funker a love tap. Very yeah. shitty mystery partner. Yeah. So they finally get towards the staging area, and Mystery Man is revealed to be Ralphus. Of course, it's Ralphus. Scott Hudson exclaims, "What an ugly man!" 
Yeah, not not a yeah. We get some wiggling, and then uh, <laughs> Ralphus wants to get in on the wiggling. Not a pretty sight. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. You skipped over something that, uh, I don't know, probably turned the stomach of every member of the audience. When they battle down to the ramp and they get into the ring, Ralphus goes, he's kind of perched over, not perched, I guess, he's kind of hung up on the top rope. Mm-hmm. And Funker grabs his pants to reveal Ralphus's ass to the entire live audience. You can't see it. They, can't, they don't switch to, you know, they'll go, hey, hey, switch to ca- camera W, please. Camera W, we got to see Ralphus's ass, which is appreciated. But he hangs up there with his ass out. Ralph ass. So they show more Ralph ass than they do Tammy ass. Mm. That's a good take. Not a good call, but a good take by you. Yeah, so I guess dude butt is okay. I guess, man. And he's, he's he hangs him out to dry for quite a while there. Yeah, he does. I thought he was stuck. <laughs> he probably was. <laughs> he was stuck. <laughs> I've seen those videos. <laughs> uh, so let's wrap this thing up here. So. Yep. So Ralphie takes a chair, as does Norman. Funk gets a gets a roll up for the victory. Afterwards, Ralphus and Smiley do some wiggling. Yeah, we get sent to Gene in the back with World Heavyweight Champion David Arquette. Gene wants to know why he's not a millionaire's club because he's he's a millionaire. And he says, "Well, he's got his own money. You don't need to be in the club." And he's very scared. That's pretty much all that I got out of it. Well, yeah, because when he mentions the Millionaire's Club, Gene says, your wife is, you know, uh, what, what is her name? Courtney Cox is making mm-hmm. over a million dollars an episode. Why aren't you in the Millionaire's Club? And Arquette shuts it down. Really like, he's like, I got, my, I got my own money. But I'm scared. Gene, Gene, I'm scared. They could have done better by, by Arquette. Yep. They they just write him as being this this puss, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though he is, you know, a small man, not an intimidating force, shouldn't be the champion. At least he could be running his mouth, right? You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I mean, big it's time. almost like the like a reverse, like David uh, David Arquette's almost like a reverse Andy Kaufman. You know, Kaufman came out, and he was this boisterous, brash guy. And I suppose he was he was meant to be the heel. So it makes a little bit of sense. And in this situation, Arquette's meant to be the face. So they're trying. They're, I guess they're trying to get sympathy on him. But, yeah, you're right. He could have run his mouth much better. Instead of just saying he's scared. Right. Yeah. That's about all we get out of Arquette for now. But next... We got a match that these guys been battling on on Thunder and Nitro, and I think they should have left it there. Not really a pay per view match. What? what? Uh, this this your match of the year here? M- Meet Mister Perfect. Mister Perfect, Kurt Henning. He should be on the pay per view. He. 
is should, good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What they did here was was not. Uh, I didn't like it. Right. Neither did I. But it wasn't a like it wasn't horrible. Right? It wasn't horrible. And it's Mister Fucking Perfect, man. If you have him in ring, he should be on the pay per views. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. He he has more of a he's a better bet than Ralph is. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? What do you comes think out. Yeah. Mister Perfect Team. Yeah. I, yeah. Good. Glad we were going to say the exact same thing. So. Right. Didn't seem right to me. No, he's going by this perfect one. Yeah, he's gimmick. the perfect. Yeah, he's the perfect one. So he's trying to take, trying to take perfect's gimmick. Looks like from, here from a different company. Yes. Right. Yeah. Man, the copycat stuff is just abound, and we're going to see a lot more of that as we go on. I didn't write down too much for this one. It was a real standard fair match and Stasiak with a real long sleeper hold and you know gets out of it with the help of the help of the crowd uh I just got yeah slow plotting affair I mean couldn't get into this one huh I mean perfect loses clean he gets perfect plexed I mean, you got big highlights, match of the year type stuff here. Uh, so there is one funny, funny spot in this. So obviously, we know that there's a portion of the ramp that's uh, that's gimmicked. Uh, and I guess I believe it was on Shivani's podcast. He said that Bischoff had all the talent come out to look at the ramp, and he showed them exactly where the ramp was gimmicked, and said. Do not do anything in this area. The ramp will give way, and you'll ruin the like the big thing of the night, right? Mm-hmm. So perfect is known to be in a little bit of a river, right? They work to the the ramp, and perfect acts like he's gonna slam Stasiak right on that spot. That Bischoff told everybody, do not do anything on this spot. <laughs> so he lifts him up in like a body slab, and it looks like he's gonna he's gonna throw him into the gimmick spot of the uh the, the entry ramp there. And then he just goes, Oh, my back and lets him down. But that would have been funny. that yeah, like having having the guys back in, you know, the gorilla position and all the camera guys going, No, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Don't do it. You're gonna you're gonna ruin the main event spot on meat. <laughs> I wish he would have. I thought. I thought that would have been hilarious. Uh, Mia is in the crowd, which is you know I don't give a shit about them. Van Hammer shows up again, which is a weird situation because Van Hammer wasn't. He wasn't even like a worldwide guy, right? I you would never see Van Hammer do anything, and he was bad at everything that he did. So. It was weird that Van Hammer is in the Misfits tonight. Like, why is he even in a faction? Why is he like? Why is he there? I, all of that seemed very strange to me. 
Van Hammer likes uh, likes getting himself into spots where he's sitting in the crowd. He was a Ravens flock guy. Oh, that's right. He was in the flock. I forgot about that. That was kind of his thing. The, the he's other comfortable thing I, in that front I, row. I guess that I picked up in this match is that the ring mic is really fucked up. Like you could hear the ring mic kind of. I don't know if it was feedback or what was going on, but there was a problem with the ring mic, and that started to bother me. That was all I had for the match, though. I mean, it was it was a fine match. It was you know, not my match of the year, but it's Mister Perfect. Anytime I can see Mister Perfect, I'm happy. I wasn't a big fan, but I suppose this is I shouldn't be taking Perfect for granted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, loses clean, puts over puts over meat. So next up, you know, what we get New Blood Locker Room. Oh, yeah, we get sent back. We got Rusi in the new blood. For no reason. They just show him. Steiner's working out back there. Rusi's just doing his thing. Stroking his bat. You got any takes on that little segment? No, nah, man. It was like less than 10 seconds. It's like they shot the locker room and went to the... It's almost like they mistakenly went to that camera. There's no reason for it. Well, next up, we got the U.S. title online. We got St- Scott Steiner taking on Hugh Morris. Uh, did you notice Hugh comes out and it sounds like he's walking down to the zoo? Yeah, yeah that's my first note. That's a fucking that song. Ooh, boy, you want to get rock. Whaler. Yeah, man, if you want to get rock hard in your drawers, you put that song on. You go to war with a boner when that song's playing. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be denied at that point. That's that's why he changed his name, probably. He's coming down to, he's come down to war with a boner. <laughs> time, for a, time for a name change. Our boy Hugh, he gets in the ring, says he doesn't want to be called Hugh Morris again. That was a stupid idea. Stays going by his real name. Hugh G-Rection. Captain Rection, for short. Horrible. Horrible. Not a fan. No, not a fan. You, it's do you just a, not like the, the Misfits in action? I don't like I don't. I don't like the Misfits in action whatsoever. But the it's such a strange, like, okay, he's Hugh G. Rection. Right? He can be Hugh G. Rection. Meanwhile, like the new blood is dropping gallons of blood from the from the ceiling on people on raw or not on raw nitro and, and uh, thunder, and they can't even say that it's blood. They have to say that it's red. The red of the new blood falling for like it. But him coming out and saying he can he's huge erection that shit is okay. Like it's not, it's so disconnected. And what what is what is acceptable and what is not acceptable? It sucks. Dick jokes are fair game, man. I figured you'd yeah. appreciate that. You like, nah. you, like your, you like your dick joke. I love dick jokes. <laughs> dick jokes is part of the reason I wake up every morning. This isn't a dick joke. This is just this is dick stupidity. Mm. It's a dumb dick. The champion coming out with his freaks. That's some. Uh... Those freaks are up. Uh, some, uh, Those freaks right. are up. You know. Uh, pretty uh, ripe tomatoes, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I, 
You know what I'm saying. You'd pick those tomatoes, right? Oh, yeah. They're pretty ripe. Oh, yeah. He's got a pair of them. So Hugh does put on a pretty good showing here. He's a pretty good, pretty good mid-card wrestler, this, uh, this Hugh Morris. I think he got himself into some trouble later on in life. Yeah. Uh, he's also a trainer guy, you know. Yeah, he's. But, I mean, he's pretty clean in the ring a uh, uh, majority of the time you see him. Mm-hmm. Well, Steiner, I like when Steiner yells at the crowd. He, like, picks out, you know, a schmuck and just gives it to him. But, I mean, he's really got a made, Big Papa. I mean, whenever he gets into, like, a, you know, a spot where he needs some, some, you know, encouragement, he goes outside and gets, you know, gets some loving from the freaks. It goes to the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Just to hang out with some tomatoes. And... Yeah, no, he, he, it is, it is the, pretty... He's, he's he does got it made pretty pretty well and good. You're right there, and I do like his crowd work because he always picks out like like this time it was one guy on the corner of the ring. He just kept on going back to and calling him a fat ass. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he nails a pretty sweet spin wheel kick, which is which was nice. Uh, God, was it? Oh, the elbow drop. Was that what it was? Does Hugh hit a top rope elbow drop? Yeah. And the tomatoes, they come up and they're a little early on the they're spot. They're confused about the, yeah. their spot. Yeah. yeah. Hugh, for a sort of a large man, quite a high flyer. Does it? I mean, yeah, it does, does some really some really good aerial work. I'm sure, like, like the freaks, right? They were told, like, yeah, wait for this. Like, he's going to. I'm going to do this high flying spot from your corner. Mm-hmm. Well, right. Hugh goes to the top three four times so i mean yeah. it does leave them looking stupid which maybe that's what he was going for who knows right what well, oh fuck did you but, see did you see at all did you, when, the, when they locked up into a bear hug did you fucking say it i didn't see the bear hug coming at all i did not think that was going to be a spot i thought he was going to like grab him and you know toss him over his head or throw him around but this is the fucking bear hug. I was like, all right. Classic wrestling maneuver. Bringing it back. Yes, give me a bear hug, man. Use them peaks. Squeeze the yeah. squeeze the life out of them. Squeeze the rection out. So the, the, the freaks do break up an elbow or whatever he's trying to go for there. Or I think it was I think it was gonna be a moonsault. Yeah, and the freaks but come in and they get they get in the way. And then they, Q does go for the moonsault. Hugh, when Hugh does hit that moonsault, right, he kicks Steiner straight in the fucking head. Like, Steiner rolls out of the way, and right. that boot hits him right in the fucking head. It was it was pretty nasty. Steiner didn't get out of the way in time. Yeah. He takes the, takes the huge erection boot right to the back of the head. And that just leads into the recliner. And your guys, the misfits in action, they try to Save their captain, and they're subdued by the R&B. That's the Russo and Bischoff security team. Scott Hudson says of that backflip, which is later dubbed the Raging Climax. Get it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hudson says a little premature with that Raging Climax. And it's like they, they do this a few other times in the show where they – 
like it's shit that hasn't been revealed yet. Right. But the announced guys are like on top of it already, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, we get that uh we get a Harlem sidekick by, by Booker T. Oh yeah, Booker comes out, makes the save. Checks uh, on his good friend Rection. He's not on this. this. This is his only spot on the card, Booker T. Yeah, I think he was nursing an injury. Mm. This has got to be the uh, beginning of his initiation as GI Bro. You know, I know he wasn't a participant of the match, but that's never stopped WCW at all before. Who do you figure was the best uh, wrestler in this match? Hmm. <laughs> I got to say, he was pretty good. He was a good wrestler. Come on. Scotty Steiner. You Come know. on. You're, you're getting warmer. Are you going with Booker T? Is he Booker there? T! <laughs> All right. Hope you're happy, you slut. I am, you bitch. Oh, we get Canyon in the back with me, Gene. Not much of a promo here, but... Yeah. He he says that Paige is more than a friend. We know about that. You don't you don't get ahead by kissing ass, he says, but by busting your own. And he's going to prove to Mike Awesome that nobody better than Canyon. So I was actually pretty stoked for this match. Yeah, and rightfully so. We got yep. Mike Awesome, a hell of a big guy, talent, does all the stuff, and Chris Canyon. Canyon's amazing. Also, also does does the stuff. So awesome. He's been power bombing his way to the top lately, putting not only Canyon but also the immortal Hulk Hogan through a table. Um, right, kind of out of the gate. Uh, awesome hits this big time suicide dive over the top on the Canyon. So can it's I? On. Can I? Can I get you right before that though? Oh, do it to me, man. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it to you. Do it. To, do it on you. Uh, so something happened to the, to the to the left of hard cam because everybody in the audience, nobody is looking straight on and looking at the match. Everybody's looking to something that happened over there. It was like a big ovation and commotion. I didn't really catch what it was, but I figured it wasn't. It wasn't because of Mike Awesome or Canyon. No, no, because they're in the ring. They're right in front of you. Right. But everybody, everybody is looking to the left of hard cam, or I guess their right of hard cam. What the fuck do you figure happened over there to get everybody's attention? The. Some some crowd action, I'm assuming, right? I have no idea, man. I think Tammy came back out. She was she was making good. I I have no idea. But that'd it was be, that'd be something. They made no mention of it. They didn't say shit about it. It was just all of a sudden. You, if you look at the audience, everybody is looking, all of them in one direction, and it's away from the ring. I I thought it was fucking hilarious. But then yeah, that awesome that awesome suicide dive to the floor. Big spot. And not long after that, Canyon does what is dubbed a somersault squash splash to awesome. A triple S. You ever heard it called that? 
Triple S? No, yeah. man. I heard of Triple X. Triple X. Triple X. It's happening over there. Triple X. Good move. Yeah, it's a fine. But I just never seen it. I've just never heard it referred to as that before. I thought it was. I thought that was interesting. I don't know if Madden was going out on his own. Oh, I, uh, just thought of, I just thought of something. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm, glad when, I'm glad that you did. Before we get too far away from the suicide dive. Yeah. So we're told over and over again about how this is such a rarity for a big guy. I do got to mention that was one of the takers big spots for years as well. But Taker was a longer guy. So like sometimes you would fear for his feet getting caught on the top rope, you know. But I got to throw that in there because, I mean, he wasn't the only big guy doing the flying man, but he, he made it look pretty good. Yeah, and I'm fairly certain Taker's a little bit bigger than than Awesome is. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, he, bigger, he is but, for sure. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say, a little bit of chair offense, the work into the crowd. Uh, what the? Oh, fucking hangman neckbreaker. Sweet move by Canyon. Oh yeah, that like uh, rude awakening type of thingamajig. Yeah, but he's got him. He's, yeah, he's got him. Up. Yep, he's got him hung up. <laughs> that rude awakening thingamajig. Yeah, that fucking thing. Yeah, man. Uh, but then awesome. So one thing that I hated is that the announcers start talking about who's is awesome. Got the best power bomb. Well, Kevin Nash has got a great power bomb. Oh, well, then yeah. he's. Never, it's like who fucking cares, man. Canyon is incredible. Awesome is incredible. Let them have an awesome match and fucking talk about that. But meanwhile, they're ranking their all-time top five powerbomb guys. Shut the fuck up and watch, like, tell me about the match. They can't quit talking about Big Sexy, man. Like, meanwhile, Big Sexy has, like, been no part of this season at all. Right. Just just being a bum on the sidelines. Oh, but his powerbomb is so fucking sexy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. They after after you know debating okay i can appreciate debating best power bomb right we probably had that discussion yeah you and i have talked about it before sure but not when we're supposed to be providing commentary on the matches in front of us right right so they 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 say he might crank or might crack the top 5 which i mean is and again this guy's in the ring. You're supposed to be building him up. You give him that number one slot, right? Right. Yes. And he does get Canyon in a in a power bomb that was a little uh, scary because it was reminiscent of when Nash power bomb Jai. Oh he yeah. Cr- he crunched him down pretty pretty damn good. Which lucky for for Canyon, there wasn't uh, wasn't an, an injury situation there. And then Awesome goes outside. This was confusing to me. He moves. The sets of mats in front of the announce table. He doesn't like those mats. And then he decided to move the mats on the other side of the ring instead. He wants to get rid of them all. Yeah. That was strange. Oh, we, we got a wazah out of Mark Madden. You catch that? No, no I didn't. Yeah, he gave us a wazah. Why did he wazah us? I, he does that to Canyon. For some reason, interesting. Yeah, I didn't uh, catch the waza, and I don't. I know had to why make a note of that. Wazzah. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe you got Mark Madden tuned out. I understand. I, 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 
probably do. Uh, what was it Nash comes out, still no DQ, and then like, and then eventually they decide to DQ him, and then the New Blood comes out, and then the Millionaires Club comes out, and then the goddamn Rusey and Bischoff security comes out. There's it's... a man. There's a few things that they could do, like small things, just rule shit. Yeah, to to make things a little more consistent and clear with the the rules because it's in this show again it's like anything goes but we're still gonna disqualify you. That's what I've been bitching about. I bitched about it last time too. You can't. You there's rules for a reason, man. There's rules for a reason. Was it fucking? Was it? Earlier this year, you talked about they pulling out all the stops, and you need stop. Like I told you, they need you need stops. Stops are important. They have no stops now, but what they do is they decide to implement shit when it fits how they want to present, and how they're presenting fucking sucks. I hate it, man. I hate it. Work within the rules, right? Working within the rules forces you to be creative, but just by saying like, "Oh no, there's not really rules." That doesn't that doesn't that doesn't do anything for anybody. Nothing, man. Nothing. But there was a a rule at this point. That, that's what that, I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but it's very unclear until they they ring the bell. So what crossed the line was Big Sexy getting involved. I guess. So you can you can kill a guy, but once you get another guy out there. Yeah, if big sex walks out, then you know, then it's trouble. It sucks, man. Meanwhile, just... what the what the last match? There was two on one the whole time. Or no, the first match. I don't know. It's, but yeah, this is a continuing trend where we're getting these disqualifications. Good match. I yeah, like the match. It, yeah, it sucks because it, it it sucks for a couple of reasons, but I think. The most important reason to me, I guess, is you have two guys in Mike Awesome and Chris Canyon that can really go, right? Canyon is an unbelievably underrated talent. And Mike Awesome, I mean, we've we've saw what he could do. Like, you have two guys that could have just went out there, put on an incredible match, and you could have had a winner. But instead, you have all this extra, like the new blood comes out, the Millionaires Club comes out, Russo and Bischoff security comes out, the match is thrown out. Like it, that, it sucks, man. It sucks. When you have talent like that, put them in the spotlight, build up your talent. And they, they, they fuck them, man. They just fuck them. These guys deserve better. Yes, yes, the they least, do. The least we could do for these guys is give them a moment of silence. Oh, shit. Yeah, both of them. Son of a bitch. Double moment. DMS. All right. Two moments of silence here. Yeah, both these guys they, both of them, uh, man. passed away way too young. Yes. You know, I, I started getting into the show at this point. 
I mean, there was a couple of spots up to this point, but this this match drew me in. The match did, like, yes. I was yeah. like, okay, okay, we might have we might have some hope with this show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then what do they give us? They give us some bullshit to fucking make you want to turn it off again, right? They give us Lex Luger. <laughs> well, the buff package. We, well, yeah, yeah, okay. I uh, mean, we we. You got anything else about you know about this last one or? Nah, man, just appreciate uh, Chris Canyon, Mike Awesome. Yeah, almost want to give him another moment of silence, but yeah, yeah, we, but we should probably keep moving. Yeah, we gave him the DMS. So Luger and the Buffster, who I should mention, buff the stuff. He's the cover guy for this flyer, and. Probably one of the worst promo flyers of them all. I don't know why you picked Buff the Stuff, but I was gonna say, did you? Did he's the cover? I guess you call him the cover athlete for the show. Mm-hmm. Did, did that make you want to buy the fucking show? <laughs> <laughs> like you said, a guy what got like three hundred pay per view buys. <laughs> Do you think part of that is the fact that they fucking put Buff Bagwell on it? Not, I mean, no disrespect to Buff, of course, but. You have David Arquette, who is a movie star, who's going to wrestle in a triple cage. And by looking at the cover of the promotional material, would you pick that up at all? No, you just figure you're, you're going to get to see Buff Daddy. Right. So that sucks. Yeah. We get our... We get our package here with the so package is four percent body fat. We're happy for him. And Rusi. <laughs> Rusi's in the back with Liz. What what are you wearing? You gotta change. You're wearing that you didn't you wear that with that other guy? Go change, you piece of shit. Rootsy, rootsy, rootsy. So we got Luger taking on Buff in another instance of a guy who is Luger. He was an asshole just yeah. last month, breaking yeah. everybody's fucking arms. It's, it's a similar type of deal to the vamp situation where he just kind of switched yeah. being a bad guy. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Buff Daddy's music? Oh, I was going to, I was hoping you'd bring that up. I'm glad that I did. So it starts out and he goes, um, buff, I'm the stuff and the girls just can't get enough. And then all of a sudden you hear like, <laughs> buff daddy. <laughs> and then every so, every so often you hear buff bagel goes, I'm buff daddy. <laughs> buff daddy. I like it better than American males. I was going to say, is it in line with American Males? Are they fucking with him? Like, hey, Buff, we got you a new song. You're going to love it. We're going to need you to do it. We just need a couple liners from you. We're going to edit it in, and you're going to you're gonna love it. And you hear, well, of course he Buff loves Daddy! It. <laughs> you, see, you, you see Buff when he comes out. He's fucking excited to be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Buff is not a horrible performer. Like, I, I don't. I don't really dislike Buff Bagwell as a performer. He does that. What do you think of that? Like, you know, his pyro goes off and he does. And he, does he does shooting guns. He does that swimming move. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so if he if he put as much effort into his in ring work as he did on all the theatrics on the outside, he he probably wouldn't have been half like he would have been a contender, right? <laughs> and I don't like again. I don't dislike Buff Bagwell. I I, I kind of fancy myself to like Buff Bagwell. But then you put him in the match with Lex Luger, <laughs> and I don't think I don't think that Buff is. I don't think that again. I like Buff, but I don't think Buff is the kind of guy that's going to carry a match. And Luger no. is definitely not the guy that's going to carry a match. And they put these two together, and it, it was not a good match. What they should have done is they should have given Buff the stuff to perfect. And just left Luger and meat off the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, that would have been much better. Uh, I did make I I laughed because when this thing opened, you know how you like to write down notes, like going into the match, like this should be a good one. <laughs> or, yeah. or, this sounds like it's going to be a an entertaining match. I just wrote down this should be shit. <laughs> I was You're hoping. I was, I was hoping I would get surprised, but I laughed so hard when I was watching it. Uh, I was rewatching it this morning, and, and going into the next match, I just wrote, "This should be shit." <laughs> Buff Daddy. <laughs> Buff Daddy. So the crowd's behind the package. Uh, I got nobody's a winner here, right? I mean, kicks and punches are cheap. Right. Big, big old headlock by Buff Daddy. I don't know who this redheaded official is, but I don't like him. Don't care for him, huh? I'm not familiar with no. him either. Uh, what do you think of the daddy's, like, half-ass Steiner recliner? Uh, yeah, I wrote down that that sucks. Not good. Not, not good, but... Like no. <laughs> I do got to ask it, because... Uh, I don't know what my note says here. So, Buff Daddy. Buff Daddy, right. Buff's in the recliner, right? Recliner sucks. And then I wrote, kiss it, Liz. What is she supposed to kiss? Kiss it? Yeah. Kiss? Kiss it, Ki- <laughs> kiss it Liz. Kiss. Uh, kiss I, I don't, Liz. Like, you can see it on my notes right there. Kiss it, Liz. <laughs> You want me, want me to remind you of what was going on here? I, I guess, because I don't know what, what it could have been. Because I got Kiss at Liz. Liz hits Rusi with the bat. So he gets sent to the back with Rusi. He gets knocked out of his chair by Liz and then hit with the bat. Yeah. Maybe he was asking for a kiss. I don't think he was asking for a kiss. For a kiss. Yes. Hey, Liz, you piece of shit. You don't kiss. Kiss. That'd be great if he went from a I go, we got the demon. He's a piece of shit. From Kiss. Uh, oh, my gosh. You know what it could be? What's that? That's, I got it. My pen gave up on me. So the K is actually an R, but the top of the R isn't connected. <laughs> All right. And I wrote down Rusi, R-U-S-S-I, and the U didn't co- completely connect. So it looks like kiss, and then it looks like it, because I wrote Rusi and Liz, right? Uh-huh. With the old and symbol. Yeah. Oh, man. So what do, you th- 
Got to get a new pen. I don't know if we addressed this at the top of the hour here, um, but Liz is is part of is is Rusi's property at this time. Is that what they're going with? Well, she's he been, owns he owns her contract. So this is, she's this has been her role essentially, right? Yeah. Uh, just kind of uncomfortably being the uh, you know possession of. Well, we we talked guys. about this in years past, man. Like she is supposed to be the pure, like you know, wrestling lady valet, and she's right. not. She's like a she's like a, a goddamn punch bowl at the neighborhood block party. Everybody gets to put their ladle in her. <laughs> right, that's some good punch, man. So she's she's standing up for herself. I mean, good for her giving Rusi the bat. Right. Well, it's funny too because Rusi's like, "Liz, get in here, get in here, <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit, you piece of shit. Come watch this. The best part. <laughs> That's what it was. Yep. <laughs> and then she just walks in and tips his chair over, hits him with the baseball bat, and he fails to sell the baseball bat. <laughs> what an asshole." And so back to the back to the ring here. So Liz goes, she comes out there celebrating her newfound freedom by going for a bad shot on the buffster and she's unsuccessful. And then Baggy hits Luger a couple of times with the swinging neckbreaker. What do you think of that Baggy? Yeah, man, if you want to call him Baggy, you call him Baggy. All right, all right. <laughs> um so Liz does connect. <laughs> what do I think of you calling them baggy? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. So Baggy does take the bat the second time from Liz. And then I think Luger gets the rack on for the victory. I wouldn't call this a good match. No, neither would I. So Lex, Lexi and Liz are reunited. We're happy for them. And then the plums come out. <laughs> and then, good old Chucky Palumbo. <laughs> Shivani tells us he's from the power plant. He's been he's been featured on Worldwide. What a sell job. <laughs> that is I like, like... Shout out. I like the shout out to, to Worldwide. I appreciated that. Yeah, I, I love Worldwide. But it is kind of a weird thing to be like, oh, this is a this is a prospect from the power plant. We've seen him featured on WCW Worldwide. Like that is a weird that's a weird thing to do. And again, I love Worldwide. Worldwide that's that's I'm all about it. But kind of strange. Like they could have just let him show up and just said, This is Chuck Palumbo as a you know what I mean? Like just let him show up. Be Chuck Palumbo. You notice he's wearing like all the same stuff as the package. Yeah, because that was his. That was like his. That was his gimmick. He was like the Lex was the total package, and then, and then he was like the the better package or the bigger package or the the Palumbo package, the double P, the PP. You think he's got a bigger PP? I don't know. He's not wearing a pad, so it's hard to say. Well, Chucky Palumbo. He ultimately gets uh, the torture rack on Lex, 
And then and then Buff he takes possession of Liz and Madden says this is so romantic. I wonder if anybody knew who Chuck Palumbo was. Over in the well, he was, arena. Well, he's featured on Worldwide, man. Okay, you're right. Oh, a fun fact about Worldwide, we're gonna get to this eventually. Yeah. yeah. Worldwide is the last WCW show to air, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have you're to include goddamn that. right it is. We're gonna have to include that on our uh our last episode. That'll be about five, six months down the line. Still still got a lot of shit to get through. Speaking of shit to get through, we get sent to the back. Anything else on this uh, Buffy uh, uh, lumber bag <laughs> shit show? So he's no longer a baggy anymore. He's Buffy. And Palumbo is now the plumber. <laughs> Trying out some new stuff. Yeah, no, man, run with it. Good. Let your let your creative juices flow. I got nothing else on it. It was we, not a fun. It was not a fun match. Yeah. It wasn't it? Wasn't uh, yeah. I, it, it's a pass for me. Yeah, we probably gave that one too much time. I got I got kind of a habit of of taking a lot of notes on the shit shows. Yeah, you do. Like, wow, wow, he, he nailed a headlock. You know. <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> that motherfucker did a drop toe hold. <laughs> Fucking bear hug. We get Gene in the back. He's with the franchise, Shane Douglas. We hear about this seven-year feud that the the, the Douglas <laughs> with the Nature Boy. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's going to retire Flair tonight and that he's going to franchise his ass. You're just recycling old shit from when we were younger now. <laughs> that Douglas. <laughs> did, did you know about this this feud between the Douglas and the Nature Boy? Yeah, man. I, I knew about the Douglas and the, the Nature and their feud. I was familiar with it. So you, you watched the ECW back in the day. Was this something oh, yeah. you be bitched about often he openly complained about rick flair would take shots at rick flair pretty much any chance he could get i think he still does to be honest with you like on ecw he would he would he'd, he'd take shots at rick flair, it, it to flair. Yeah. Yeah, he'd take shots i mean pretty much any time he could so i think what it stems from is i know that uh i believe i believe i read that dougler was a pretty big nature fan growing up and when he finally got to be able to work WCW, uh, he was you know he was excited about it, ecstatic about it. And I guess that Flair maybe uh, blew him off a little bit. And then also, I guess Douglas believes that he had a hand in holding him back in WCW. So I don't know how far he was going to be going as a dynamic dude. Well, that is a problem. Yeah, like you can't go very a, far as a that dynamic. That was his gimmick, dude. right? A skateboard. He was, he was a dynamic. Don't worry about what it was. Worry about what it could have been. So that's back when he could have actually called himself a new blood, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a wily veteran at this time, but very much so. Well, once again, we get Ric Flair walking around in his walking around clothes, wearing all black this time. I wonder if we're going to see Ric Flair in wrestling tights again. God, I hope we never do. The The best part, I think, about this, maybe even the entire match, because Ric Flair grabs the mic and he calls Douglas a dipshit, which is such like, that's 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 the ultimate, like, dad insult. Right? 
you dipshit. <laughs> so fucking yeah. funny. Uh, so he calls him a dipshit and says he's going to beat his ECW ass. Uh, you know, I changed my mind. I actually, I took a ton of notes on this match. And I did for a while, for a while in this match. I really enjoyed it. But then I, I like realized, like, hey, how good of a match, how good of a match is it that for a little bit, I forgot that Ric Flair was wearing street clothes. You know what I mean? That's what mm-hmm. snapped me back out of the I'm enjoying this match was seeing him in street clothes. And then I was, I kind of fell right back out of the match. But then they keep doing stuff that would that probably reeled you back in. Yeah. I mean, it was I mean, good. I mean, there, there's a, uh, just a fucking maybe shitload t- of, of, of nard shots in this. I one. was going to say maybe, maybe too many, too many, uh, jaunts to the Jennies, but it was, I don't know. It was fun, man. Uh, I, yeah, I, I like this one as well. Um, wow, by Rick. Fucking Shane. Shane gets a chain out, man. Uh, it's uh, Rick does a straight kick to the ding ding. Oh, man. The three amigos suplex that uh, the French delivers. Ends it with the Lenny Lane. With the Lenny Lane stalling? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I mean, Flair's strutting and just bumping his ass off. I mean, you do almost forget that he's wearing the street clothes. <laughs> right, right. But, I mean, we get a devastating knee to the ball bag, and then Flair hits him with another one just for good measure. Um, they do a good job selling the, uh, you know, we hate each other bit, for sure. I don't, I don't think it's something that they need to sell. I, I think they genuinely don't like each other. They work well together. Clearly, it works. Works good. Yeah. yeah. And then we get a uh, we get a guy in a sting mask. They automatically figure this is Rusey, right? Do you think it was Rusey? Did he take the bait? Nah, I didn't take the bait. Do you have any guesses as to who that might be? Well, I knew who it was when I was watching it. Oh, uh, so I, you know, I didn't allow myself the. Uh, surprise i guess and while watching it while watching it you went oh boy maybe it's like you could have seen that as being somebody else than who the reveal actually was but yeah i I knew who it was so it wasn't really a shocker for me so this mysterious figure hits flair with the bat man the bat shots everybody's getting one in and flair gets uh rolled up i think French wins. And then Buff Daddy. Buff gets Daddy. out there. What do you think of this spot? This is a this is a cruel nard shot. Buff, so Daddy Buff Daddy hold, hold, yeah. is holding his legs up. France yeah. wraps the chain around his, his fist and just ding ding. Yeah. It was a yeah. That was they a that going was to the, town on each other's packages in this yeah one. no they are definitely punishing the penis so after that flair he gets he gets uh revived after taking uh, that punishment and he demands 
Just do demands to get five minutes with Russo. Five minutes alone. Five minutes alone. Uh, he doesn't get alone. No. It's. Oh, boy. Get, this uh, sucks, too, by the way. I, I'm just going to throw that out there. This this whole so, sequence sucks. So, Rusey shows up, and of course, he's got a bat, too, because everybody's got a fucking bat. Everybody needs a bat, yeah. And the guy in the mask fucking nails Flair with uh, what Mark Madden quickly tells us is a little Statue of Liberty. It's like there's no, there's no way you could just see that on the screen. No. It was quick. It, it was, was quick. super quick. So there was no way. And he says, I think that was a little Statue of Liberty. How in the fuck would you know that? Like, there's no. And why, why does guess, it matter? Mark Madden. It's, uh, he just hits him. He hits him with an object, right? Mm-hmm. And they start beating the shit. They start the timer. <laughs> and we don't even get we don't even get past one minute before uh who is it big sex comes out oh man we got to mention Rusi. so after after uh david flair who's the guy with the with the mask is revealed to be david flair after he gives the liberty to to rick Rusi gets on top of rick and just gives him this this series of uh, you know suck it's yeah I'm a lot of suckets. Yes. Yeah. I I mentioned this in our last show that hatred for Flair is just just runs deep with these guys. It does. It's probably jealousy. Who knows, man. Uh or uh, anyway, sorry for cutting you off. I had to, I had to Yeah, no, man. You're I, good. That was that was Rusey's best spot of the night in my opinion. Okay. Right? Those sucker yeah. chops. So, no, oh, what was I it was uh they revealed that it's David uh, Nash comes out, and when Nash comes out, it was very funny because you hear you or you don't hear, but you see Rusi go, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> yep, yep, bro. Oh fuck! Oh he's fuck! Coming. That piece of shit's coming. He's coming from the back. Yeah, look at oh man, Nash is coming out from the back. That piece of shit. Oh fuck! So <laughs> he comes out, and then Daphne. It mysteriously appears at low blows Nash, and then everybody's happy again. They leave together. Why don't we just give Nash a match, man? He's just like he's like Bam Bam Bigelow from the last show. He's just like wandering into other people's business. Yeah, he's, just, uh, he's like trouble. An he's, not, he's an enforcer, man. He's just around enforcing he's a, shit. He's a millionaire enforcer. I think they say at one point they say if there's one man you don't want to make mad, it's Kevin Nash. Did you like when Rusi jumped on uh, David Flair and was straddling him? That was funny, man. David Flair was holding him like a baby. And then Daphne jumps into Rusi's arms. Everybody's happy. Everybody's a winner. Except for me. <laughs> well, we get what do you got next, back. man? Yeah. So we get sent back. We, we see some shots from last month's show. When Vamp is dragging the stinger down to hell. Yeah, the hype hype package just full of bloodbaths. I should remind the listener out there that the brood was doing this a couple of years prior. There's another one of Russo's ideas he's borrowing from himself. But you said they couldn't save blood? Accurate. 
Yeah. I, I noticed that they didn't say blood. Mm-hmm. That was actually a thing. That was a thing. Uh, standards and practices complaining or something. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I, I don't, I don't remember the guy's name, like the, the head of the deal, but yeah, there was uh certain things that you could not say, could not do, could not show, uh, when you could not say blood, they wouldn't want attention on the, the violence and the, the, the gore of it, I guess. So it's a very confusing time. I think, uh, I think it would have been very hard. It would have been very hard to write TV to make it compelling with all the strange, like rules that they had put in place for them. So do you, do you remember when these guys were balling in a graveyard? Like that was part of the hype package. A, a little bit, not much, not much at all. I don't know what they were what they were doing in there, but they gave Vamp a mic, and he's a bad guy now, and he declares that he's the monster that the Stinger should have been. Oh, he's a monster. So Brothers we're getting the Brothers in Paint colliding next. So are you and I still the Brothers in Jeans? Yeah, I think so. We're still going with that. Yeah, we we we're, I mean we haven't become the br- brothers and Brenda yet. So yeah, we're still we're still the brothers and jeans. Not, not yet. There's hope. Uh, so Vampiro versus Sting. The action begins on the ramp, that elevated ramp that we love so much. With the Stinger getting off to, uh, to a big start, it's an impressive missile drop kick into the ring, and then a <laughs> so- flying man to the outside. He's just bringing the goods. They showed a, they showed a crow right before Stinger came out. Stinger, and then as they were working their way to the ring, you see the guy that's coming to go get the crow walk out through the through, through the ring entrance. <laughs> and for a moment, for a moment, I thought, oh, the fucking crow like guy, the handler, is not going to get involved in this shit, is he? <laughs> Luckily, he did not. No. no. What do you think of the intensity on the Stinger? It's fine. It's not. I don't know. You I have know, a hard. I have a hard time really getting into this Sting you've never, stuff. You, you've never been a big Sting stroker. No, not to not to the point that a lot of other people are. No, I don't know what it is about him. There's just something that uh, doesn't doesn't do it for me. Where where this thing goes downhill for me is, well, Sting gets off to the big start. Like, you see him hitting these high-flying moves and these power moves. He does have the whole package of stuff. I liked what I what I seen. But then Vamp hits the Nardsplow, which is the ultimate equalizer. Yes. You know, doesn't matter what you're, what you're throwing at a guy. He hits you with the Nardsplow. You know what I'm talking about. That's your hold, man. Yeah, no, I know. I, I thought I was waiting to hear where 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 the match lost you because you're like where, where this fell apart for me and then you mentioned a Nards plow <laughs> which is a fucking great spot and I was like okay well what what, what happened okay. you so, a great equalizer you know that right? I was like okay, <laughs> yeah man get to the fucking where did the fucking chip fall apart for you you're talking about things I love like Nards plows it's my one move and you're not telling me where it fell apart tell me where it fell apart <laughs> okay man the lead pipe which is clearly not a lead pipe which should have been a DQ. It's like a fucking rubber. Might as well be a dildo, right? <laughs> oh man, that would have been a, that would have been a, that would have been awesome. It was a dildo, like a dildo on a pole match. <laughs> Rebook this shit. 
Vampiro! Vampiro! Dildo! It's a dildo! This is the new WCW, man. <laughs> and again, in, like this kind of reminded me of the Nasty Boys a little bit, right? And here's why. <laughs> because of Nobbs' ass. And the dildo was <laughs> You're reaching pretty far there, but I... I didn't know where you were going, I, I so... Applied, I applied you for the attempt. Okay, so thank like, you. Okay, in, you know, in real life, right, a shot with yeah. a lead pipe would put you yeah. down for the count. Uh, oh, yeah. Right? Not not the case here. I mean, they do really treat it like it's nothing more than a large dildo because they're just beating each other with it. You know, if that's a lead pipe, you're, you're just... <laughs> I don't think you're meant to beat beat each other with a big dildo. I think it's meant for pleasure, not pain. It's really treated like a dildo in real life, because they're just beating the shit out of each other with that. These are a couple of sick guys, man. Hey, man, don't kink shame them. If that's what they like to do, let them do it. So Vampy, he hits some nice, nice kicks. They tell us he's got no soul and he feels no pain. So this probably is pleasure for him, right? Right, yeah. If it ain't pain, it's pleasure. Right, he gets pleasure out of it. So the, so the vamp. Vampiro! Pleasure! Pleasure! <laughs> dildo! A dildo in a ring, he's got a dildo! Vampiro! Pleasure! Man, this might have been the best Nard spot of the the the, the night so far coming up. So Vamp, okay. he's about to about to go for a Hurricane Rana, right? Mm-hmm. And Sting hits him with the plow, and then he power bombs him off the top. Yeah, that was a good move. That was a good spot. And then we get the. <laughs> it just keeps coming into play, man. That lead pipe. Um, Stinger hits a Stinger splash with the lead pipe. Two stinger splashes, two scorpion death drops, and that's it. Pretty dominating performance by the stinger. Yeah, and Sting leaves with the dildo, and then he decides to turn around. He comes back in, and he he whacks Vampiro with the dildo again. Oh, you you mentioned that bit about the crow guy in the beginning. Yeah, I was thinking about this when I when I was watching the thing again. Um, so he leaves right, and none of his like stinger shit is going on. Yeah. Do you think they missed the spot there? Because after he turns around and comes back and lead pipes him again, then they hit like the you know the lights out. Could have fucking. Yeah. It was probably that, a would, that, that would make sense. Yeah, it would make sense. It, it would also make sense if you just wanted to go back and give it to him some more with the with the device, the tool. We we'll call it the, the tool. tool. Yeah, the bedroom tool. Um, so. Switching it up a little bit, we might get Mike Tanay in the back. He's back there with uh, former world champion DDP and current world champion David Arquette. David said he's scared again and that they're going to stick to the plan. Don't grab the belt, monkey. They're giving away the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking stupid. And then we get another appearance by Mr. Big Sexy. He's just Walking looking through the back. Easy payday for Big Sexy. Yep, just walking around. Just looking for Rusi, I got to believe. And then we get today again. This time, it's with Billy Kidman, Tori Wilson, 
Fish and Kim. Billy tells Mike to quit kissing Hogan's ass, and he's beaten him three times already. It's a pretty impressive accolade he's got, sure. for sure. And then we get what might be the highlight of the show. We get the opportunity to get our very own Buff Daddy pennant. Buff Daddy! I'm buff, I'm the stuff, and the girls just can't get enough. Buff Daddy! On a pennant. Buff Daddy! Mark Madden tells us he's already got one. Oh, good for him. He's got this to do stroke, stroking material. Man, this is like Christmas list type material, like... Buff Daddy pennant, fucking uh, who's on bear. the mouse pad? Who was on the mouse pad last month? It was just a WCW mouse pad. There wasn't uh, there was outsiders ninety seven shirt. Yeah, I mean, I I like that. I like that free shit giveaway. Next up, I guess this is the the co main event, or yeah, I think like it'd that. be it's safe to call it the co main. Billy Kidman. Versus the Hulkster with Eric Bischoff as the guest referee. So they're referring to the Hulkster by his real name. Yeah, they keep are. Thro- keep throwing out Terry Bollea. Why? I don't, I, don't, I don't like it. He's the Hulkster. Yep. Um, and so in, in this one, too, uh, I did notice that he kind of stole your look. Did you catch that? The Hulkster? Yeah, he's walking down with horse fucking Hogan. But as he's walking down, I notice he stole your he stole your look, man. What what part of the look? Double belt. Oh yeah, he had a couple belts. Yeah. <laughs> now, didn't, you, they didn't loop both of them through the belt loops like you did, but yeah, double belts, man. Well, he's like, got plans shit. for that that weightlifting belt. Yeah, it's very uh, important. Um, they got their oh, FUNB vest. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of Hulkster coming out to American Made? That's fine. I, th- I think it's like Horace Hogan has no spot here. He shouldn't be there. It's silly. He gets sent to the back. Uh, the match, the match was intriguing. I don't, I don't think that it was good, but it was an interesting match. And it, I almost, I almost, I was very close to giving up on the rest of the card when Hulkster couldn't lift Billy Kidman. That. Yeah, Andre the Giant, the Andre the Jai, the regular Jai. You name the guy. You name the guy, and he's fucking slammed him. And all of a sudden, Billy Kidman—he's a squirrely little fella. But he he can lift. He can lift Billy fucking Kidman, and then slippery. He rolls him up into a into a small package. So, but it was, it was a very, it was better than I anticipated it being. But at yes. the same time, when you got when you when the match broke down, it started to suck again. It was an intriguing match. I I liked it more than I thought I would. You realize um, we've only of, had one match that had like a clean finish at this point. I think we have two. We Stinger, have and Mr. Perfect. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, forgot about Meat. Yep, we have two. What, what happened? What happened with Buff Daddy? Was that a clean affair? No, that was all that Liz Liz bullshit. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Buff Daddy. Buff Daddy. With chaos. I I looked up the Buff Daddy. I was trying to find one, the Buff Daddy pennant. 
Oh, yeah. Successful full so far, but I'm going to keep looking. Great stocking stuffers if you want to you want to get us a gift out there. I got to make I I got to mention this. Did you notice the guy in the front row who was just overcome with Hulkamania during the intro? Yeah, tore his shirt. <laughs> for the awesome. for the rest he doesn't got a shirt. We got, got top no of their fan. Yeah. He was he just couldn't help it. It was great. It was watching well, I'm watching the power of Hulkamania. <laughs> just ripping ripping shirts off. How did you so Oh Hulkster, man. Yeah, what do you got? Boy, what? Tell me. Are you gonna talk, are you gonna mention you the, Sorry for cutting you off, but there's No, uh, hit me, man. Were you going to mention the Hurricane Rana? Is that where you were going? That was, that was exactly where I was going. So that, that's the part about this match that was very interesting to me because you saw him, you saw him wrestle differently than he was you doing have. Different shit. He was doing different shit. So that part of it was very that part of it was very intriguing for me. I mean, he does the belt spot, which is you know that's pretty common fare. He took a Rana, which is which is different. Giant hip toss to the floor. That was pretty awesome. Bischoff won't count the th- won't count for Hogan at all, which you know we saw that coming, obviously. Um, Kim, am I right? Oh yeah, you're right. Looking looking real good. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Gonna need a moment of silence from you there for a second. <laughs> so, uh, and then we get uh, he hulks up, which I love, right? But it's not a it was it wasn't like a full born Hulk up. Uh, what well, he. Bischoff blocks the leg drop, gets punched. Hulkster gets the leg drop. Bish gets a chair. And then Hulk does what? He starts a fucking table parade. At this point, we're asked, have we ever seen Hogan go for a table under the ring? The answer is no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not to memory. I hadn't seen it, no. But yeah, he, he goes for not one, but two. He'll go back for a third later. Right. Well, the one broke like a bitch. Right, camera guy did a pretty good job of getting the the shot away from that when the fucking thing broke when he was setting it up. Um, Kid cheers Hulkster. Uh, Bish holds Hulk. Hulk does the old uh, reverse donkey dick kick, which is always a welcome spot. And then he p bombs Bish through the table. This Hulkster is not standard Hulkster Hulkster fair stuff. Which was that part of it was that part of it was intriguing. It was that part of it was interesting. Uh, they could have, what was it? Uh, kid gets a plow to Hulk, sets him up on the table. Mm-hmm. Goes for a big old flying Kidman. Hulkster gets out of the way. Crowd's going nuts at this point, I should say. Like, they did the get crowd, into it, yeah. <laughs> the crowd loves Hogan. He doesn't have to do much. It is really cool seeing him do different shit this match, I got to say. It is. So. It is. What do you think about Horse coming down and counting the three with Bish's hand? Easy payday for Horace. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that was the only way Hulkster was going to get a three count, right? Yep. Yeah. Probably. So, I mean, I'm okay with it, I guess. And what did he say? I think it's Hudson that was like, it counts. It was Bischoff's hand. Right. All right. Sure. Sure, Hudson. Great so analysis. Hulkster finally gets a victory over Fucking Billy Kidman, who's oh. just had his number. Oh, <laughs> Billy, 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 Billy. Oh, Billy boy. <laughs> Man, what a relief for the Hulkster to finally get one up on Kidman. Yeah, what a relief. 
So that was a that was a feel good moment. But all right, well, it's almost main event time. But first, we got Rusi. He's in the back. <laughs> he's he's running away with Liz, and then he just like deposits her in the Millionaire Club's bus. It's such a weird thing. Out of all the places that he's going to run to, he runs to the Millionaire Club bus. Like, hands her off to Lex Luger. Strange. Right. Like he opens up the... I know. Bro. Liz, bro. Let's get on the bus. Get on the million. They won't expect it. And then he opens up the door and he says, Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lex Luger, you piece of shit. Lex Luger, you piece of shit. I'm gonna go take this continental. I gotta, I gotta steal this continental. This car, piece of shit. <laughs> they take, then he takes off, and the camera move pans over, and there's fucking Nash just standing there having a drink. <laughs> so yeah. Rusey's gone. You think they'll bring and... Sully back now? <laughs> I can only hope. Hopefully he's you think he's got a spot in the millionaire club's bus? You think they give Sully a spot? Yeah, somewhere in the back probably. Yeah. He's yeah. a good good asset to have. So we got the main event, man. Uh a lot to lot to be said about this guy. So we get a video package. We see Kim turning on her husband at last month's show. Oh, yeah. And then David Arquette shows up. Uh, gets involved somewhere. We end up with a, whoever gets the pin gets the world title match. <laughs> Never heard of this type of this. This has got to be a first of its kind. That type of a match where it actually went that way. I hate it. It was. It was, it was uh, again, we get uh, we get Arquette saying he doesn't deserve the title. Wants to relinquish it. The bad guys tell us that he's got to be out there defending his title. And then I make the note again that this is uh, considered to be a low point in professional wrestling, but we get we get double J in the back. You got you got to look like you had something there about the low point. No, I just I was thinking about the cage, man. I was I was oh. I was moving right past double J in the back, calling Okerlund a Geritol slap ass, slap nuts, slap dick. Calling Ar- Arquette a turd. Yeah. Um. We get Buffer out there, ready to announce this son of a bitch. We get a Buffer chant, which is pretty good. That's not bad. And I just wanted to, I want to give you the opportunity to give us the full lowdown on the cage here. But I just wanted to mention that there are not millions watching around the world at no, this time. No, and there's <laughs> there's only, I mean, just barely, barely thousands. A in couple attendance. thousands in attendance. Yeah, but I mean. Um, He's a professional. He's doing his job out there. This cage is a spectacle, right? This is a huge fucking thing, right? And it's it a looks, badass cage. It's impressive, right? It's a. You're right. It's a badass cage. And when they said, "Well, in the second level of the cage, you have the hardcore room," <laughs> that's where they fucking lost me, right? And then. After the after the second level of, in the third level of the cage, you got the guitar room. Guitar Why can't room. it just be a fucking cage? It's already a spectacle. By putting that extra bullshit in there, you take away from it. 
Don't take away from the magic of the triple cage by putting in the hardcore hell room and the guitar room. Fuck it. What are you doing to me? Matter at hand. So it's like a hell in a cell, basically, right? The first cage. Yeah. It's a large cage surrounding the ring. Uh, on top of it is a slightly smaller cage with weapons strewn about. On top of that, yeah, we got a guitar room. Yeah, we do. I, di- I didn't remember the guitar room. That, that caught me off guard. But it wasn't in the top, fucking movie. On, on top, it wasn't. I was going to ask you about that. No. They didn't, have a fucking, they didn't have a guitar room in the fucking third triple cage in the movie. Did they, no. Did they, have a, did they have a hardcore room, though? No, man. There was hardcore. Like, there was there was objects. But I'm guessing they probably just pulled the objects from out from underneath the ring. Like they're supposed to. So it, it is an impressive structure. So and above it, all, above all of this shit, we're led to believe that they're forty-two feet up there, and that that's where the the title's at. So right. whoever gets up there gets the title. This is like a ladder match, right? Like you grab the title and you win. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You yeah. have to grab. You have to. But the, like the weird thing is, is that I think the match itself is only about nine minutes long. Really. Yeah, so there it, there is a lot of action in this thing. Yeah, know? they they move from spot to spot pretty quickly. Uh, you know, David David Arquette gets involved here and there, not a ton. Uh, Cage looks shaky as shit. They do a like a belly uh, belly to back off the ladder at one point. They still haven't made it to the second area, and then DDP comes back and he p bombs Jarrett off and the ladder off the ladder. Yeah. What do you um, think of Arquette's, Arquette's uh, attire? Hate it. Is that true to the movie? No. No. It's not. Man. He was he was a cop. He was the law. Remember? I really got to watch that thing again. That'll be yeah. on, my, uh, on my to-do list here. So he, he gets involved here and there, misses some stuff. I mean, Arquette's b- being used very, very sparingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they get to cage two, the floor is really like, that's really touch and go. And then the wall, it's looking gives, dangerous. The wall gives way, which obviously, yeah. is, I mean, that's a spot obviously, but it was a good spot. It was, it was an it, interesting spot. Yeah. It adds to the level of like, Oh shit, this is, you know, fucker's going to collapse, you know? That table uh, out in cage two, which yeah. I thought was that was I didn't I that was interesting. Like there was nowhere to really set up the table properly, but they they made it work, man, and they they made the table spot happen. That was that was also very that was very good. They uh, love tables so much. I I laughed when I seen that at first. It's like no fucking way is there. There's where a table. the where the fuck did Mike Awesome come from? Because he appeared like a fucking <laughs> ghost out of nowhere. All he of a did, sudden, did. Mike Awesome's on level two of the cage, and yeah. we don't know how the fuck he got there. They didn't say anything about it. He just comes into the frame right. as uh, DDP and uh, Double J are battling it out. And get the cutter, but he takes the cutter as like a neck breaker, which was strange. It's like he he's got a death wish or something. It's it's that's not a pretty looking. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's his first time taking a cutter. Maybe he yeah. lost his footing on that. It's not really stable ground there That's on true. the cage. 
And they get to the guitar room and they exchange miss they exchange misses of guitar shots. That was okay. I didn't mind that. By that point, I think Arquette's on the very top of the cage and he's got his own guitar. Yep. Yep. By that point, you knew what was happening, though. Yeah, there was like very few potential outcomes. Right. You know. Um. So, how many guitars were there total? Ooh, it would have been five, I think. Dang. Has Canyon showed up yet, or does he show up after the after the? Fact well, yeah, or? he shows up after because it the the clip is is Arquette is standing on the top of the cage. He's got a guitar. Jarrett and DDP are both climbing the cage at the same rate of speed to get to the top of the the third cage to get to where the belt is. Mm. And then Arquette hits Paige with the guitar. And then Jarrett goes up and he grabs the grabs the belt to win. These are some flimsy ass guitars, man. Yeah, they are. These they are they not, really are. These are not honky tonk man in the snake pit guitars. Oh god, no. And then Paige gets down to the second level, and that's where Awesome's going to P bomb Paige. And then Canyon shows up again like a ghost Ooh, out of nowhere. They don't even mention it. They don't even say, like, oh, Canyon's out. Oh, Canyon's scaling the cage. Nothing. Canyon shows up, awesome, tosses his body off the cage. And that's, you know, that's that's the end of it. Weird spot to end the pay-per-view as well. Yeah. I was thinking about this the whole time, knowing what the ending spot was. Do you think that the ramp was put there just for that spot? Um, oh boy, maybe I thought they used it on uh, on a nitro or a thunder as well, though. It wasn't, it wasn't, it might have been new to the pay per view, but I think they were using it on their weekly programming. I hope to see it again. Yeah, I like it, it's a nice touch. Yeah, but so that's, that, that is a, that's a good point, though. They very well could have set that up just, just for you know that spot, I guess. All right, man. Well, we we made it through another one. What do you what do you think of this one? Not not as bad as the last couple. Mm. I wish they would tone down the the shitty finishes. I wish they would tone down the interference. I wish they, I wish they would tone down a lot. But it was a better event than than some of the other ones that we've seen. We got two clean finishes. Right. Yeah, not a not a uh not a great show or even a good show really. No, no, but in comparison to but what we've there, been seeing. Yeah, I mean I enjoyed a lot of the Hulkster match. I enjoyed the awesome Canyon match, you know. Yeah. Till the end. Uh yeah, compared to the compared to the last few for sure, this one is this one's the show of the year so far. Yeah. one hundred percent agree. Who I mean, it's telling you the 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 kind of quality of bullshit we've been dealing with when the one with David Arquette is the best show so far. Yeah, absolutely. Real bad stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean they're they're mixing it up. They're they're doing what they can here. It's nice to see a wrestler back with the world title at the end of the night. Yeah, I don't. I mean. I wouldn't have mind to see Arquette hang on to it. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. What's he going to do with it? Well, he'll lose it eventually. I mean, the, and the belt was his the whole time. Like, he was just avoiding the other guys the whole time. Yeah. Like, and then he was hanging out. He could have had the belt. He could have. He could have. He could have. Would have been funny. He would have fucked everybody over, grabbed the belt, started his own faction. Just the totally Ar- going to. Arquette Army. Well, you know what they would have done. They would have fucking rang the bell and then had an excuse to restart the match. Rusey would have. Give him a Bruce, you would have driven the Continental back to the fucking. <laughs> <you know? laughs> what is this bullshit? You piece of shit! I gotta drive my Continental back to the camper. <laughs> man, uh, I got I got the next one, man. I got the next one. If you're ready. All right. Well, give it to me, man. I got Lieutenant Loco. What is is this? This is the Bash, right? This is the yep, the Great American Bash. All right, I got Lieutenant Loco with the uh, Misfits in action against your boy Disco with the Filthy Animals. That's Disco now spelled D I S Q O. That's intriguing. So we're talking Chavo Disco- Guerrero. Disquo. Yeah, Chavo. Right. Yeah, Chavo versus uh, Disquo, who Disquo. still is still over the. Legal limit for cruiserweights. Who's a filthy animal? Is that Ray and Yeah, Ray's a Conan? filthy animal. Conan's a filthy animal, yeah. And Disco's a filthy animal? Apparently. He must have had a falling out with uh the mom. The Luke's, Luke's yeah. Uh let's check into that. They were they were noticeably absent from this card. Yeah, I just noticed. Yeah. No You're Luke's. Right. No hair uh, either. We okay got uh Chronic against the Lukes for uh, number one contendership for the tag belts. <laughs> Speak of the devil. Awesome uh, against Diamond Dallas Page with Canyon and an ambulance match. Somebody call it an ambulance. Uh, we got GI GI right. Bro versus Sean Stasiak in a boot camp match. They really want to get meat. They yeah, meat needs to get over. Yeah. Uh, Shane Douglas against the Wall in a tables match. Rick Steiner and Tank Abbott. Wait, no. Hold on here. Handicap Asylum match. Yeah, Handicap Asylum match. Rick Steiner and Tank Abbott versus Scott Steiner with Medasia. What's a, what's a Asylum match? No fucking clue. I can't wait to find out. Got a uh, singles match for the number one uh, contender for the heavyweight title. Hulk Hogan versus Billy Kidman. Oh man, again! Again, we get we get to we get to see that one happen one more time. All right, Ric Flair versus his son David. I thought he was supposed to get a title match. Well, you know things ha- things change. Oh fuck! Here it is, Vampiro, Human Vampiro. Torch, Vampiro. Uh, we got Vampiro versus Sting in a Human Torch match. I fucking knew it was happening, man. I knew it was going to happen. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> oh. we're... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's another uh, rematch. Yeah. And then Jeff Jarrett versus Kevin Nash for the world title. Oh, big sexy. Wrestling for once. With, 
Ernest Miller as special guest enforcer. Oh, man. I guess he gave up the ghost on that James Brown match. You know he's going to be dancing the whole time. Yeah. Well. All right, man. Well, we made it through another one. I think we only got about 10 more of these to go. Good. Good. So, want to wish you all out there happy holidays. Thanks for listening to the program. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with the Great American Bash. And uh, until then, I'm Duke Bags. Have a good day. Yes. Got the demon. Demon and Vampiro! Both men. Some men are better than women. We got them both in a match. We're gonna call. We're gonna call Stinger. We got the Stinger. Stinger. The, the Vampiro. The Human okay. Torch match. The Human Torch, now that's a euphemism. For a man's genitalia. Oh,